Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Aren't you supposed to build an NFL team with the quarterback first? The Washington football team doesn't think so. Helmets off is on. Hey, folks, welcome to another episode of Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell, your host here. I uh, got a fun show for you today, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that's that's uh, real life drama there that uh, you don't normally see in the NFL. Uh, give you my thoughts on him. Plus, uh, Jordan Love. What does it look like for Jordan Love? Uh, and how does he manage all of this? And then, then of course, the Washington, Red, uh, the, well, the Washington football team has said they are not going to Get the franchise quarterback and build another way. I thought that was interesting. We'll chat about that as well. All right, folks. Um, we have uh, Aaron Rodgers. Good old Aaron Rodgers here with the, uh, <laughs> I want to say poor old Aaron Rodgers. They're, I, here, here's my take on all this. It really is. And I, I, I just can't get past it. Uh, <clears throat> there's all these people that are talking about him. Oh, he's deserved the right to get better people around him. He's this amazing player. He's an MVP of the league. He's won the Super Bowl. Uh, he's a certain Hall of Famer. All of those things, right? And he is all of those things. I don't doubt that at all. I think the biggest challenge for Aaron Rodgers is he can't seem to get out of his own way. That's where I, I just really feel he is. He's, he's this guy that he's just got this, this black cloud over his, uh, his head all the time. And that no, I I don't know, I don't know if there's a smile bone in him. You you see everything. You, there's never there's never a smile. There's never. It's just this. It's this. Um, he's just not happy. And it doesn't matter what's happening. You look at really kind of everything that he's uh, been involved in. There there there's just not a contentment with it, and it, it's disappointing because. Aaron Rodgers needs to go play for the Cincinnati Bengals, or he needs to go play on the Cleveland Browns, or he needs to go play in a, in a place that hasn't won, uh, and the fans are just ruthless, and he's on a bad team, and and just see how he appreciates and likes it in that that situation. I'm just telling you, be tough. It'll be really tough. It'll be really challenging. So. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers wants all of these things, and I, I, I get it. I really get it. I, um, I just think that uh, if eventually his play will be hurt 
by his decision. And I, I think it was last year. I mean, they, the, the Green Bay Packers had opportunities to win that championship game and Aaron Rodgers didn't play that great down the stretch. And he can argue, well, I don't have the weapons, I don't have the tools, but there were the opportunities. And a lot of people just, you know, they, they don't have that, that kind of attitude. The, there's, it, it's just, there's, the grass is not greener on the other side if you're Aaron Rodgers. And it's just not. And, and he, you know, he can say all he wants. And I know you go, well, what about Tom Brady? I mean, Tom Brady went and, 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 and it was true. And he, um, he was able to be super selective about where he went. But if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm not sure that's a great, a great situation. The Denver Broncos, uh, the, you know, I don't know how many offensive weapons they have right now. I don't think they're, they're not better than where he is. I mean, they really aren't. And uh, some of the other options that were opened are not open anymore. So I, I think it's, it's, it's a challenge for Aaron Rodgers. It almost feels like he just wants to go and leave to just prove a point. And it's the old cut off your nose to spite your face kind of attitude. And, and I, I just don't think it'll bode well for him at the end of the day. But I, I really believe, I believe it's more of a personality thing. You know, here's a guy who was, and maybe it's just what he carries with him from uh, being drafted like he was. And, and, and again, he was the first round draft choice. He went to a really good organization. He's made over a couple of hundred million dollars in the NFL. I don't get, why are you complaining? What is so bad about what is happening in your life, in your situation? And I just firmly believe it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that that he's just not a happy person, and and it's unfortunate, and and it's my opinion, and it's what I see and what I observe, but that's just where I think he is. Are right, we going to take a break? We come back. What does it mean for Jordan Love? And and do you do you really think that something's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, or or is this just all uh, you know posturing? Hey folks, welcome back. It's Helmets Off, uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers and kind of the aftermath of what what potentially could happen with him. And the, of course, the Green Bay Packers drafted uh, Jordan Love out of Utah State uh, with the first you know the first round pick in in the last year's draft, and that was part of what really set Aaron Rodgers off. And it's like the Green Bay Packers are just answering for what they think is the right thing to do. Will Aaron Rodgers sit out? Will he? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers isn't traded at this point. I really wouldn't. I don't think he can sit out. I, I don't think that can happen because he's um, the collective bargaining agreement makes it brutally hard for players to sit out. It's a it's a hefty price to pay. If you uh, if you decide to hold out while you're under contract, again, uh, one of the negotiation things the owners did very well and and really kind of weakened the position of of player. But it doesn't. I don't want to get off on that. That doesn't really matter that much because so much guaranteed money is coming to these players these days. Uh, you're just seeing unprecedented amount, amounts of of money that are that these players are receiving. So I'm not. I'm not overly concerned um, 
that the players got screwed on that situation. But I will tell you, Aaron Rodgers will be hard for him to hold out. It'll be hard for him to retire uh, without without paying in the neighborhood of $35 million. And I just can't see Aaron Rodgers going, yes, I'm going to pay $35 million. Okay. So um, what happens, though, if, if he does leave? And, and I think there's a reasonable chance. It won't happen before June. But it, there, there's a reasonable chance it could happen. The, the Packers don't really know what they have in um, Jordan Love. They just, they just don't. He, he's an unproven commodity. They didn't have all the OTAs a year ago. Um, not a lot of preseason. Uh, well, I, there wasn't a preseason, actually. And, and so, and, and Jordan Love doesn't know who he is. I mean, until you step on the field and actually play and go, yeah, I can do this, you don't know. And, and so no one really knows at this point. I think, I think people would certainly like a lot more time to figure that out. And, and maybe they just say, okay, because they, they brought in a guy, um, Blake Bortles, for one year. But if you're Jordan Love and you're, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to go, okay, well, how do, how do I handle this situation? I, and I think he's handled it fairly decent so far. I mean, you just kind of stay out of the way. You just kind of let Aaron Rodgers do his thing. But you watch how um, Aaron Rodgers is on the field. Don't, don't watch all the other drama. That's a bad example to watch if you're, if you're Jordan Love. I think if anything, if you're the antithesis of, of uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and talk about how much you love Green Bay and the organization. And, and, and you're, you're their guy. I mean, they, they drafted you. They didn't, the, the folks that are in charge now were not there when Aaron Rodgers was drafted. And that makes a huge difference and, and play into that. And, uh, you know, Jordan Love's opportunity is now and he just needs to just dial in and, and make it happen. I mean, plain and simple, it's, it's, uh, it's not a whole lot more, more than that. And, and the reality is, is Jordan Love probably, he'll probably struggle to some degree, maybe not as much as a true rookie, just because he's, he's been able to watch, he's, he's, he's seen it, he's, it's not as shocking to him, it'll, it'll be a whole lot better. I don't know if Blake Bortles is the best, like, mentor and I think Blake Bortles is more of an insurance than he is a he is a mentor. And maybe the maybe the Packers are just like, yeah, let's get rid of Aaron Rodgers. Let's see what we have at quarterback. If we don't like what we have, then then maybe in a in a year's time we we go out and we do something. Now in in trading, the Packers may end up getting, you know, a Drew Locke or or maybe even uh, Derek Carr. I mean, if they traded, you know, who, who knows? And, I, and that wouldn't be necessarily a bad situation, I think, for Green Bay, nor for, for Derek Carr. I mean, to go to a team that's um, in, the cha- in the NFC Championship game a year ago and, and that, that organization, that's not a bad place to go if you're, if you're him. All right, we're going to take another break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we've got – the Washington football team, uh, kind of thinking of things all skiwampus. I like it. All right, folks, welcome back to the final segment of uh, Helmets Off. Scott Mitchell here. And uh, I um, saw or was given this article 
that I think was was rather interesting. And 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 almost to some degree, it's like a mature attitude. I think it's uh, an attitude of that there might be some some thought behind it because traditionally, everyone's like, you got to go find the quarterback. You got to go find. You got to get the quarterback. You got to find the quarterback. Yeah, and they all start with the quarterback. And typically, what happens is the quarterback gets pounded for a few years, and and so take. And John Elway may be a little bit of, of a an outlier, but let's take Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, you know, took took a beating early on. Uh, Troy Aikman took a beating, and he was on a really bad football team with the Dallas Cowboys. Andrew Luck took a beating, and uh, and I, I think of guys like who were extremely talented. Uh, Jeff George was a very talented quarterback, and people debate about his attitude, his personality, whatever, but uh, he was really, you know, he took a beating, and he was trying to figure things out early on in his career, and and, uh, and it's hard. So what happens is these teams take the quarterback, they find their, their franchise guy, so to speak, and then they build the team around that guy. And and what happens in a lot of cases, I'm not saying all the time because, you know, clearly uh, these guys were able to work through it, but a lot of guys didn't and haven't. And maybe had they been on a, in a different situation, maybe it would have worked out better for them than what they actually ended up with. And, and so Ron Rivera, the Washington football team said, we want to build a team. And then and then we'll put the quarterback in it. And, and he thought teams like uh, the Rams and, and maybe even the Lions, I don't know about the Lions so much, but uh, some of these teams of, you know, I mean, you could almost say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, built a team, built a really good defense. They got a lot of, a lot of weapons offensively. And then they plugged, they plugged a guy in. The point was, is they, they went out to get their quarterback if they thought they were close to winning a Super Bowl and they thought they were they were a good football team. And and I I think it's a brilliant idea. And I think it is in the sense that um the the, the game of football can really mess with you mentally and and uh, it, it can it can wear wear people out. And so you're you're a guy that comes in with all these expectations. Everyone, you know, and, and you have those same expectations, don't get me wrong, but you're in a situation where you can't, no matter what you do, you can't live up to the expectation. You just can't do it. So you end up um, becoming a huge disappointment or, or a lot of a disappointment uh, that's magnified and makes it even worse because of the expectation. And, 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 it's, and then you kind of get, a, a lot of these guys, they start getting gun shy. They start, um, you know, seeing things or, or, or they lose their confidence. They kind of lose that edge. You know, the, the movie Top Gun, when the guy's trying to come in to land and he goes, man, I can't land. I've lost it. I've lost the edge. I, I'm just, I'm out. I'm done. And that's a real thing. And that happens to, to players. You know, they, they, can't, they can't seem to, to, to maintain and have that edge. And so when you get kind of shell-shocked early on in your career, you get physically beat up because your team's not very good. Uh, that multiplying effect, you know, may have a, uh, an impact. I mean, Troy Aikman's career was shortened significantly 
because of the physical abuse that his body would ta had taken. And I wonder if some of those early years uh, took a toll and, and really made it hard for him uh, where, you know, he could have um, maybe won a few more Super Bowls, maybe played a, a few more years in the NFL. And, and even a guy like uh, Andrew Luck, you know, he's just, he's a guy where things is, where his career was cut short. And when you're all of a sudden a good team, you bring this young quarterback in and because quarterbacks, they're tough, but they're not. I mean, they're kind of fragile. You know, they're, they it, it, it's, and, and I don't say fragile, but it's, um, you know, high performance racing guys where they're very temperamental if things just aren't flowing right. And Aaron Rodgers is a perfect example. I mean, he's a guy that's just, you know, the, the situation is just, is just kind of what it is. And, and so putting a guy in a position where he's got great support around him and he can really do things is an awesome thing to be in. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and it was plug and play for Patrick Mahomes. And you look at Dan Marino when he started playing for the Miami Dolphins. It was plug and play. I mean, he was, he was just – he was just – built right into this awesome, amazing opportunity, and off he went. So I really think that um, um, I really think that there's you know a lot to be uh, to said for for this line of thinking, and I don't and I don't think it's a typical type of thinking in the NFL. Uh, it, it's get the quarterback first, and and the. You know, you know, according to Ron Rivera, it's like we can be patient two or three years, you know, to kind of build other parts of our team and then and then add that piece of the quarterback into it. Because you kind of you kind of have this window. Where you, you have kind of all the pieces in place, you know, if you have this, you have a good team and a really bad quarterback or, or inexperienced that takes a little bit of time. And then by the time you get him up to par, some of these other components are falling off to the wayside. And, and so it's, it's really kind of when you can mesh everything together at the same time, like you look at a team like Kansas City or you look at the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where they, they just, they, you know, they found that really good balance and mesh. Um, and it, you know, led to a, a championship. So. I like the thinking, and I, I, uh, be, I'll be curious to see if it bets itself out in, in the future, but certainly interesting and worth talking about. All right, Helmets Off is now off. Thank you for joining us. You can, uh, of course, like us on uh, Facebook and uh, uh, at the Helmets Off podcast, Twitter at the Helmets Off show. And until then, you know, we'll see you. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind 
only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.